Welcome to the Angry Angry Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Drew. With me, as always, is Orlando. And tonight, we have yet another rotating guest host, a guest host with us, uh, our, our friend Charlie. Howdy. Uh, tonight, it's the end of the year. We wanted to make sure that we, you know, did our usual end of the year roundup. We look forward to our ga- the games that are coming out in 2019. There are a few really good ones that are coming out. And different topics, we were going to jostle around, it's kind of a free-form thing, and Orlando wants to talk about how uh, the, the stock market with the gaming industry is fluctuating, uh, not in a good way. So, with that said, and everything stocked up, uh, we'll start from the top. Uh, 2018, how are we all feeling about it? How, how did it go out? Did, did we personally have any goods, ups, downs when it comes to gaming, nerd culture, life, the universe, everything, that whole, that whole spiel? Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of been a hit and miss right here this year, honestly. I mean, one of the biggest blows to the pop to uh, popular culture, I would say, the loss of our good old good old Stan the Man. Yep, I believe his birthday's today, is it not? Uh, yes, I believe so. If 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 not yeah, if not yesterday. I don't even remember anymore. Days days flow so weird for me now, but yes. That one of the days within the past three days is a Stan Lee day, that, as it officially referred it's to. It's his birthday. It's supposed to be working around his birthday. So, yeah, there you go. December 28th. It was yesterday. Yes. Learning. Crap. <laughs> we do actually have a fourth member here. She uh, she, she will pop in and out if she, if she feels she has something to add to the, add to the story if she wants to. We're not going to drag her screaming onto the stage. I feel like that would be rude. But corrections and details might help. So I appreciate it nonetheless. I am not going to argue with somebody who's going to go out of their way to help us in any meaningful way. So, fine by me. Um, how about you, Charlie? What's what's your uh, how how's twenty eighteen looking looked for you? Ah, uh, got through it okay. Um, nothing. It it was nice to have Smash Brothers come out, but I think we're getting to that. Oh, we will get into that. We, that's, we will get to that. That's gonna that, be a that's gonna be a lovely topic. My... The juicy details is almost too exciting to wait for, but we don't have a choice because we have a schedule to run. I'm trying, we're definitely trying. Uh, gaming wise, I don't know. I just felt like all over the place. I. I don't. Was there anything? <laughs> the funny part is, is you get that weird tunnel vision when something you wanted come out came out would mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did anything else happen this year? Shit, mm-hmm. I don't even mm-hmm. know. I don't. I don't even know if I grabbed anything else. Yeah. Um, I grabbed a couple of indie titles. The Messenger that came out. I've lauded that on several other podcasts. It's an amazing side-scrolling Ninja Gaiden callback. Uh, not as difficult, thank God. Um, but Ray Tecmo was not the head of it this time. <laughs> Well, no, it, it still has challenge, but it's fair challenge and not the super meat boy. It was all your fault to begin with abusive relationship challenge that we all, but you were the one who had to figure out how to do it. So it's your fault that you got hit by those grinding things. It doesn't work that way. Some things you just have to have a a learning curve so you can comfortably scoot into the game and feel good about it. So not saying meat boy's bad. I'm just saying. So it's got like a Mega Man or at least later Mega Man-esque sort of feel where you're given a control environment to give to to give a a concept a shot before they decide to throw run, monkey wrenches at you yeah essentially um it actually builds up because it has mechanics that are already in the in the game itself that they want you to learn how to use there's something that there, there's there's an air jump ability that you get if you strike an enemy or strike a uh 
a background item because there are several lantern items that are floating around kind of like Ninja Gaiden that are eternal items that you can keep slashing at. When you do that, you get additional jumps every time you slash an enemy. And you can get them at infinitum as long as you're still attacking while you're jumping. And that you get different abilities, like you get a glide ability, you get the ability to do dashing in the middle of the air. So the game is an ever-evolving thing, and playing as a ninja is always fun anyways. And as the game progresses and you play through like the first third of the game, it actually evolves in a way that you really weren't expecting. And if you really want to see a, a really good good review of it, uh, The Completionist does an amazing review. I think the man actually actually puts his money where his mouth is on this one because it was one of the few times where I actually went, okay, so he's actually going to go and back this so bad that he's giving out free copies of it. Yeah, he was actually giving them away as part of a contest when he actually did the review for it. Yeah, and it's like, cool. crap, I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good word, Jordan. <clears throat> yep. Another game I played was a game called Grease, or Gris, which is um, an emotional platformer, I guess would be what it was called. Um, it's gorgeous. I The art style is, is breathtaking, and the music for it is um, soul-shattering, and I love it. Hmm. It's not a quick, it's not a slow game. You would get done with it probably in an evening if you felt like investing the time in it. There's little, not, there's little extra items you can get. I don't know what they do. I honestly don't care, but it's, you know, extra collectibles. Otherwise, the game itself is pretty straightforward, and you don't feel completely lost for very long because of the different mechanics that you eventually get access to. So I, I can't hurt, I can't recommend it more. And the soundtrack for it is, if you need to fall asleep, that would be what you would play. Mm. So, yeah, those are the, again, indie titles. As far as, like, main lane stuff, um, I picked, I don't even know. I don't think I picked up anything major for myself. Um, my son, I ended up grabbing um, the the Let's Go Pikachu game, and he had, he had ended up getting Let's Go Eevee from a family member. So now he has both games, and we'll probably play through both of them. Why not? Um, he says they're fun. I'm going to take his word for it. He hasn't been wrong about Pokemon games, so I, I leave that up to my experts when it comes to that kind of stuff. And apparently, it's a good, it's an easy enough game where you can pick it up and put it down where you don't feel. Like it, the the learning curve is obviously made for a younger generation, but I know people who played it who are who are filthy casuals, quote unquote, who play it and absolutely have adored it. Like that was their entry. If if this was their entry into Pokemon, they love Pokemon just because that game was so easy to if play. If there's anything that filthy casuals are good for, it's testing fodder. Yes, when it comes <laughs> to that kind of stuff, if you really want to throw, if you want to throw someone to the wolves when it comes to that kind of things, casual gamers, quote unquote, are the way to go with that kind of stuff. Because if your casual gamers love it, it's likely any baseline individual who's a gamer but wants to get into a specific genre they never were into, that's their entry point. And you can pinpoint it effectively that way. So 2018, honestly, it, it felt like such a blip. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty, there was enough controversy and headaches that you could probably fill, you know, a, a an industrial drum with. But I think I that's don't. only for the later for the later parts of this year. Honestly, otherwise, I feel like 2018's been underwhelming. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of a whisper. I don't. I mean, again, I'm sure any of our fans will probably be screaming at their at their you know podcasting device of choice, going, "There was so much controversy." I don't. We we don't. We're, we try to avoid that nonsense. If it's something that's that's actually an industry thing, like with the stock the stock issue with the with the gaming industry, that's fine. But we've already established before on this podcast we don't 
we don't talk about that kind of stuff unless it's brought up in a in a format that we feel is comfortable and no one's going to start stabbing each other over it or if they're going to stab each other it, it's at least you know signed by some kind of commission and is notarized and you know we have insurance built into it you know mm -hmm. like a good boxing match would be mm -hmm. so 2018 going out with a whimper no no roaring here 2019 2019 is where we're going to start seeing some cool stuff. The first quarter of 2019 for me is Kingdom Hearts 3. That's what I'm waiting on. That's what I've wanted. That's what I own a stupid PS4 for. That's it. I know. I'm going to seem like an idiot for, for owning that system just for that game. No, not at all. But Shit, I bought, I bought an Xbox One just to play Dynasty Warriors 8. Well, now the stupid part was is that there is no Extreme Legends version of that game, so I was kind of stuck with the fucking paperweight. But at least I got Killer Instinct out of it, so yeah. that's okay. You did get Killer Instinct out of it, and and that was free. Oh, oh, nice, very nice. Not bad. It was free, minus the season passes. Minus the season passes. <sighs> but it didn't matter. Eventually, I got. Eventually, the game was available for like twenty bucks, and I got that shit the moment it came out. So, I'm okay with it. But 2019, uh, let's see, Kingdom Hearts. You have at least had a easier time waiting than um than the Final Fantasy VII fans. <laughs> I'm feeling like those individuals should just stop. Don't 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 hold your breath, because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna asphyxiate long before that game even comes out of out of beta. Look, at least they're doing better than the Half Life Three fans. Who who is still left holding that torch? I want to know what atrophied mummy is still standing there ho hoisting that 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 flame. Is it coming? Or... I know it is. Uh, it's coming. It, it, it's probably all the leftover people now that Duke Nukem Forever came out. They had to find something else to move on to. So, Charlie makes a valid point. It, it is definitely Duke kind of... Nukem could come out after twenty years. Right. Barely certain Half Life Three can too. Hope springs Assuming eternal. Valve doesn't go bankrupt. If I if I hope springing eternal, you mean the sewage pipe exploded and just covering everybody in raw filth? Yes, that's that's what Duke Nukem really. Forever was. I mean, literally, you can grab shit and throw it across the floor. Uh, what whatever whatever boats your float. I'm not really gonna I'm not gonna judge. I know friends who who fought me tooth and nail because I did not give Duke Nukem the value that it was supposedly had. Uh, whatever that was. <clears throat> I'm I'm not here to a argue. cheap fudge round from the dollar store at forty five cents a pop. At least you get more for that than you would the game. That's <laughs> fine. And most people who have actually watched who did re reviews of the game said it's a Duke Nukem game. If you were waiting for a Duke Nukem game, there's your Duke Nukem game. Twenty years too too long. Twenty years when the culture has already evolved way past that kind of style. Yeah, there was never a need for it anymore. Never, never, never a need. Never. It's never the literally want. the literally the Duke Nukem. And the, the subtitle should be "I asked for this," and the answer is yes. You did ask for it. Mm -hmm. You just weren't that. You weren't the same age you you were then when you did ask for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Oh look, <sighs> potty humor and sex jokes. We must be back in nineteen ninety nine. So, I brought up Kingdom Hearts. That was my game for 2019. I was looking forward to. How about you, sir? Orlando? Uh, unfortunately, I don't really have anything looking forward to in terms of um, of games coming out for 2019. And so far, the lineup... Okay, Tales of Asperia Remastered was one game that 
well, there are people asking me to try it out. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But it's not a game that I personally am looking forward to. I mean, I did become more more interested in the Tales games as a whole after playing Tales of Berseria because, and those who have watched the previous podcasts, yes, I'm a diehard fan of Tales of Berseria. It's my favorite Tales game so far, though that's not much to say because I've only played two. But god damn do I love Tales of Berseria. So, and people who have told me about Vesperia... They're saying great things about it. So I'm like, okay, I guess I can look forward to that, I guess. I don't know, but it's like a... Um, it's, it's an eh for me. Not that I can afford it at the moment, but hey, when it comes, I'm sure I'll be in for a good experience. I feel like the indie gaming scene is where where they, where you get the most value because it's not expensive to get in on the ground level. And when it comes to sale, sales... Ha! Sales on uh, like sure, eShop or Steam sales, you can get so many games for like ten dollars and under. It's it's kind of silly how much value you can actually derive from. That Are you kind kidding of stuff. me? I, mean, I put like over a hundred hours in Pocket Rumble alone. There you go. Oh, I love that game. It should have been on a Game Boy, damn it! But ah, oh, it's amazing. True. It's it's so simple in t- in design, and you just gotta love the characters. I like playing that little ghost girl. There is nothing more fun than winning every round and possessing the person right after you beat them. You know what needs to happen in this in 2019? Someone needs to find a way to get hold of the licensing for Scott Pilgrim and put that out again so that the rest of the world can actually grab hold of it. Because that's, de- that's a dead IP that people, again, if you didn't grab it in that very small window when you could have bought it, you don't have access to it anymore. Uh, I don't know if that ability still exists for you to do it, but... Uh, when I actually bought it, it was about a year after they'd actually stopped selling it. But Best Buy was still selling digital codes for the game, complete with all the DLC, for the PS3. So I managed to get it from their digital store, buy the game, and still actually put the code in and download it. And now I have it in my library forever. So I can always put it back on my PS3 whenever I want. They need to do the same thing with Marvel vs. Capcom and Capcom 2. Because they've been out of the shelves for a long time. And they're just classics that need to be brought back into the fold. With Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite no longer being a thing, the best they can do is bring back those timeless classics into the fold. Yeah, they should. I mean, at this point, why not? I know that makes us sound like hypocrites because we hate Melee in, in, in the Smash world, but it's different. It's a completely different experience. I don't feel angry when I play my MVC 1 or 2. <clears throat> because people aren't on people's asses about MVC 1 and 2 as they are about Melee. Oh, what are you playing Smash 4 for? We got Melee over here. Nobody does that when it comes to inf- no, when it came to Marvel's Capcom 3 or Infinite. They don't go, what are you doing there? We got Marvel's Capcom 2 over here. Because each one has experiences enough that's worthwhile playing. Although, Infinite... To a lesser degree, I suppose. Uh, a, a lot lesser, and I and I know people are gonna get pissy. Press about a that. button to win. Yeah, yeah, that one was. Uh, watching... Don't tell us otherwise. We played. No, we played the game ourselves. Even recorded it. My good old buddy Phil was even playing the first five stages of the game, and he literally pressed only one button to win <laughs> every single moment. And he was just like. Well, now, 
I guess they just wanted to make the competitive scene just a little easier to get into. I appreciate them making the scene a lot easier to get into. I just don't think it needed to be that easy. It Baseline, was... blaze blue. That's how you get people into it in competitive scene. What? I thought they were following the awesome, flawless logic of dive kick. Uh, foot dive, see, foot dive, as, foot dive. See, I don't know. As as a as an extremely casual, maybe getting into fighting games at some point person, I do I do kind of appreciate the like super scrubby like uh. What was it? Capcom SNK2 on the GameCube where, like, you could press the joystick to win. Or, like, Smash Brothers would. They gave you the option, at least. Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom Infinite was, nope, that's how we're doing it. Oh, that, that's, like, the it, only thing? Yeah, yeah. it's auto-combo. Uh, if you picked any of the buttons, it would send you into a combo line. Okay, that's Now, DB Fighter Z does the same thing, but it doesn't feel like you can't evolve from that point. Whereas with MVCI, it... Like, literally, we watched Phil play it, and he every everyone except for the Incredible Hulk when he fought him was literally, he just pressed the same button over and over again and just, like, advanced on the on the opponent. That's it. Think mm. of the abs no, think of the criticisms of Dynasty Warriors put into reality of a fighting game. <clears throat> Press one That's button to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's satisfying in Dynasty Warriors, but that would be, that would get old pretty fast. In a yes. Game, even for me. <laughs> At least there's story progression for you to enjoy through Dynasty Warriors. Whereas with MVCI, it just... The, 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 you don't want to advance the plot. Every time you have to deal with a cutscene, it's just terrible, terrible voice acting. And I don't want to shit on the voice actors, because I'm sure they were doing their best with what they had and what they were trying to do. But when your Tony Stark sounds like a moderately sophisticated Jack Black, I, I kind of hate my life. You can see the expression on Charles' face. is like, dear... <laughs> God, I don't That's ever want to be even attempt to listen to this shit. <laughs> Just saying, moderately sophisticated Jack Black aggravates me to say, it it yeah it it it's, it's <laughs> it hurts. So it's gonna hurt you even more is that he's going to start streaming soon. On I his heard own that. Channel. Good for him. Look, look, I get a lot of shit because I personally, during the heyday back in the uh, back in the aughts and early two thousand ten era era. When Tenacious D was a major driving force and whoever the fuck life they were a driving force in, I absolutely hated them. And I say that as somebody who went and even listened to all of their albums. So I did all of my fucking homework and did not like their work. I didn't. You gave it a shot. I gave it a shot and every person I talked to loved them to death. <clears throat> Greatest Song in the World tribute is something I hear from people as one of their favorite, you know, I'm not doing anything of value, I need to listen to this song, and it angers me. Because Jack Black is a spastic individual, and it, it goes through through his acting, and the way he talks, and who he is. And I get it, like, Brutal Legend was supposed to be a really fun game. I own it, and, like, he's perfect for that role, because it's just, it, it fits his, his style so well, like... The reason they gave it to him is because like he did amazing in School of Rock. I never actually watched that that movie because Jack Black annoys me. Um, but now he's good for you. And, and but the things he's really good at is that like I loved him in Tropic Thunder. It was he was amazing in that movie because he was playing himself. So like when he's doing really like meta stuff where he's just playing a caricature of what he would normally be if he had gone to the nth degree like that character did. That that's perfect for him. Hmm. When he was in the music video for uh, uh, um, the one Gorilla song, 
that was perfectly awesome because he did really well in that. When he was in the when he was in the Weird Al uh, music video, awesome. Mm -hmm. These are all nice slotted in places where you found a puzzle where Jack Black can fit comfortably in there. But him, if you let him go on his own, he drives me to fucking drink. I hate him in that aspect. I don't hate him as a person. I think he's okay. I think he has all the all the value of any other human being who occupies a space in this reality. To be fair, that is the best compliment he could possibly give, and he doesn't give too many compliments. <laughs> <laughs> They're few and far between because just people, people. It's fair. Tirade aside, I just needed to get that out of the way because. I, 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 I'm sure that'll check us out of, like, half the people who are ever going to check into this are going to hear, I hate Jack Black and Tenacious D, and they'll be like, I don't need to listen anymore to this shit. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> We've already said it on the front end on the first, like, two or three podcasts that we did. You don't have... Nobody's making you do this. There's no gun to your head. We don't have the funds to send people to make people listen to this this shit. I ain't paying for I ain't paying for hired hired arms to go over there and make you listen to it. For those who listen to Dexter Manning, I'll follow up with this quote: uh, "Sanity's not included here, so if you don't feel like listening, hey, you can always shut it off." Yes, everything has an off button. Beware, be scared when they don't. True. We are, we will always be the proponents of everything can be turned off at your leisure. Always so, my good sir, what exactly do you look forward to in 2019? Um, well, I don't know when stuff is... I'm going to be riding the Smash train for a while. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, I have been gravitating more towards the indie stuff than the, like, AAA stuff. Anything in particular that you found interesting in the indies, in the indie scene that piqued your interest? Um, I played uh, Deltarune, the first chapter of that. That was a good time. I am looking forward to seeing more of that. Probably won't happen in 2019, but whenever that comes out, that will be a good time. Considering it just came out of nowhere with having Deltarune out in the first place. Exactly. I mean, I, you could always just go and play Undertale again if you feel like you need to fill the gap. It's a distinct possibility. Um, I would I would like to see FF7 come out because I actually never got on the FF7 train. Everybody hypes it up like the greatest game, and I've Considering it's being told by that it's one of the greatest games ever made, yeah, they do tend to hype it up just a little bit, a little bit. And, the, and the, I've I've played it a couple times. It's I have the best game ever. That's not a difficult thing to to yeah. to, to do, right? It, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I've, I've kind of had a few like stop and start, run out of attention span kind of experiences with it. It hasn't really clicked with me yet, so I would like to see the remaster. Maybe that will click with me better. I don't know. It It'll probably happen when the PS5 comes out, because I've heard rumors that yeah. it's going to happen when the PS5 is out, so they've clicked, no, they've kind of dropped the ball on that if it happens to be true. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, this is almost as bad as the time they decided to make the tech demo for the PS3. Oh my uh, god, Final Fantasy VII's getting a remake. What the hell's with this tech oh, bullshit? Yeah. It is, it is stated uh, on many occasions that people really thought that tech demo was a dumb idea. There are, and the people Gee, I wonder say. what made you think that. I know, I'm, I'm dredging up. But... <laughs> It was a stupid idea. You could have put any game in front of that, and you put Final Fantasy VII, where there were people who were looking for, literally waiting for somebody to say something about a remake, or a remaster, or a redux, whatever. For you, Charlie, my statement is this. If you didn't get it, you may not get it ever. It may not be your thing. You're not in the Might same not. place you were 
when a lot of us played it. This is true. I played it in my teen years where a lot of the stuff that they were gripping, grappling with, because Cloud and Tifa were in their late teens, early 20s, that stuff it resonated with me because they were dealing with shit, you know, interpersonal relationship stuff that I was dealing with at that point. Mm-hmm. So the lock-ins for it, if I play it now, I'm playing it purely for nostalgia and maybe to see if there's shit that I had never seen before or, you know, like, you know, dialogue boxes that I'd never caught on one end or another. For me, that that's the value I would get out of it. Now, it, I'm agreeing with you on this one. Wait for the remake whenever it comes out. And go from there. If if it if it piques your interest, or they do it do it do it upright, that's fine. Honestly, they have a perfectly functional engine that they could build the whole thing on. They, I think they actually are. They're using the same engine they're using for FF fifteen. Yes. So it's, it's, an, it's an advanced version of the Unreal Engine. So mm. they they already have their building blocks. The problem ends up being is the people that they're putting in charge of it seem to not be able to get on the same creative path as the rest of the group. The vo- the the art director is still the same guy, but the problem is, is that they first sourced it off to a, a another developer, I believe it was in New Mexico or was in Mexico itself, but either way, that's when it originally began. Um, and then they realized they weren't liking the way that they were working on, so they had to essentially scrap two years of work just start all over so that's gonna be fun ladies and gentlemen they probably saw the build they were probably liking it saw something wrong with the screen and they're like you know what we're starting the whole thing over but it's we can fix it no it's tainted delete (laughs) everything and we'll start over from scratch the problem i have with those kind of thought processes is it's probably what happened with what with uh with Kingdom Hearts 3, and you know it. <laughs> it's the same art director, if I remember correctly. It is. And the issue I have with that is is you cannot be... I get it. I appreciate that you have a, you have a standard. But with that kind of thing, and with how much development hours it takes to make something like this, these games take years upon years to make even rudimentary, rudimentarily functional. And when you scrap two years of work... That is scrapping two years of legitimate time that you have an entire dev dev team working on building this thing from the ground up and you kick the blocks over like an angry five-year-old. You couldn't go and just say, fix that bug or change that graphic. No, you have a standard so goddamn impossibly high that the people you're working with are never going to reach it. You have set the bar so high, you're getting to Half-Life 3 levels at that point. You are, because I don't think Gabe Newell wants to put out Half-Life 3. Or Half-Life 2, third chapter, whatever the hell it's going to end up being. Half-Life 2, episode (laughs) 2. I agree with Philip. His statement is this. Gabe Newell will never release Half-Life 3. He can't. Because every time they release a Half-Life game, they have to go and make an entire another rung of graphical capabilities and, and, and gameplay. They have to revolutionize every time they make one. They have to one-up themselves every single time. And it, they can't just do what they have. They can't just do a game. They have to do something has, revolutionary every time. They have to blow them out of the water. You're the only one you're facing. Who the hell else is making a Half-Life-esque game other than the fans who went and made Black Mesa using the Half-Life 2 engine to remake Half-Life 1 for whatever reason they felt to do that? <laughs> I'm, I, I give them all the credit in the world for doing it. Kudos to you. It's not that I mean, it's not all wrong. I mean, somebody actually did the same thing with Super Mario 64 using the Odyssey engine. That sounds exciting. It did. It looks beautiful, and I mean, it can. It's definitely 
a lot of the work's already been cut out for them. I mean, mm -hmm. the stars, the power stars are in Mario Odyssey, which I found out today, because, yes, I'm barely playing it. Shoot me. I'm barely playing the son of a bitch. I spent six hours as the motherfucking T-Rex. That sounds I like mean, fun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all fair. That's what I wanted since the very beginning. When Yoshi was introduced in Mario World, I'm like, okay, so we're going into dinosaurs now. Let's bring the real dinos into this to make it better. <laughs> and it took them 20 fucking years before they decided, we're going to add a motherfucking T-Rex to this. Okay, you piqued my curiosity. And when I finally found that thing, guess, how, guess what I was playing? The motherfucking T-Rex song. Mm-hmm. I'm a motherfucking T-Rex! Destroying everything. Chain chomps are nothing to this beast. Of course it made of course it made sense that I kept playing the whole thing the whole time. You found where you wanted to be and you stayed there. <laughs> For hours on end. It was amazing. It was a Christmas gift. I could never I couldn't possibly top it. So so we're looking forward to Final Fantasy VII never releasing. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. At this point, yes. I mean, I know a few friends who are dying to have this thing come up, but are we kidding ourselves here? They just keep delaying it, they keep making the mistakes, and just, like even the slightest mistake could result in a complete overhaul of the freaking game. Someone burps incorrectly, the, the, the art director could scrap the whole thing, and we're back to the beginning again. And that's, let's not I even... don't like the way Cloud's nose angles at this specific spotlight. We're starting over. <laughs> Someone's going to kill him in his sleep because that's how you stop that problem. <laughs> Solution there is do it like Final Fantasy Tactics and don't give anybody noses and then you're fine. <laughs> I mean, it also worked for Fire Emblem Awakening. No one had feet. Exactly. Just chop off body parts and you're good. I don't know how that, that game that game was lauded as a really good game and my statement is is you couldn't patch Don't add feet. the voice acting. Just leave them with grunts like Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to understand, that sounds horrifying in my head. Now I'm just seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing Cloud's picture and Gruntilda's voice coming out of it. No, see, that's Eris right there. <laughs> uh, the moment she stabbed. <laughs> That would certainly take the emotional impact out of her getting stabbed. It's like, ah, she's finally stopped talking. <laughs> oh, Vincent will stay silent. No. Not even voice. He's just... Dot, dot, dot. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Here's your silent protagonist. Bite a dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, at that point, what happened? Well, Team Four Star went out of business. Why? Because Square Enix outdid them. They can't do, they can't do Final Fantasy VII Abridged anymore. Because Aerith sounds like Gruntilda. Ah, well... Barrett's no, voice acting is just machine gun fire. Well, you know, because if they made it, cause if they made it Banjo's voice, they would, be, they would be saying that the game is racist, and I just can't deal with that anymore. I can't deal with any more b bullshit politics, identity nonsense. I don't want it. Keep it away from everything I do, please. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I think that's good enough to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Final Fantasy VII's never coming out, <laughs> chapter-wise, or in a full game. Just accept it. We all did. We're all dead inside. Mm -hmm. Look, if anything comes out Final Fantasy VII-related, it's going to be episodic, and it'll be the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. I want you to stop. <laughs> I know you can't stop. It's gonna be it's gonna be the live action remake. 
Uh, Final Fantasy Christmas. I would be fine if they made a playable version of Advent Children. That'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. I mean, it would just be as it would just be as bad as Crisis Core, but at least there you could play it. Maybe I could just go and you know drown lake, drown Cloud in that lake that he stands in when he was when he was trying to purify all those kids. What was the name of the movie that was n- not the one with Cloud, but the other one? Spirits was... Within. There we go. Yeah. I want a playable cool. version of Spirits Within. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I want a playable version of Cancer. <laughs> I want to go through the stages from from benign to malignant. Wow. Damn, Orlando. I don't even know where to go from there. I I just... No, no, no. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game. Look, that's perfectly fine. As long as um, Bob Hoskins can reprise his role, I am totally fine with it. You want to exhume his body to do that? (laughs) Damn right! Allow allow me to stop. Allow me to not stop you from doing that. (laughs) We've exhumed Bob Hoskins' corpse to re-reprise his role. Okay, no one asked you to do that. <laughs> and yet here we are. Yet here we are. Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. Boy, <laughs> they. The duo's got to return, man. John Leguizamo needs work, anyways. I'm fine with that. Sure, why not? If he can't even be in the Spawn movie remake, I'm sure he can be in this one. Why wouldn't they do that? You just need to do it. I don't care if he's the if he's not playing clown. I just want him in there. <laughs> I just want him to make some quippy no. 90s, 90s flavored attitude statement. He could be then... a homeless guy referencing one of his own lines in the movie, and I would go up, definitely watch it. Ugh. 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 Go Spawny Spawny, he's all man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The problem with it is it'll just end up being another 90s reprisal of the Spawn movie, and do we really need more of that? No. 90s can stay where it comfortably is, and I mean, they already tried to do that with the new Venom movie. Which I heard was really good. I never saw it, and I will see it eventually, I'm sure. So a friend of mine will probably have it on DVD or something. Who the hell knows? Or maybe I'll just buy it on uh, Vudu on, and just you know have it sit in my collection and gather digital dust. Who knows? Well, all right. So where are we at now? All right. We can move on to our next topic, Smash Thoughts and Feelings About the Game in General, this'll because be, we haven't done that before. This will be juicy. We're going to start with the uh, aspiring... Uh, uh, professional game. We have someone finally working towards competitive edge in Smash Brothers. Charles, working, take it. Working very slowly. Um, I, it's mostly consisted of going online and getting my butt kicked so far, but it it, it it's a good time. The I, road to glory is built on the blood, no, built on your own blood. At least at the start, anyway. That is how I understand it. So I uh, I went and watched some YouTube videos, and all the geometry hurt my head of. You gotta you gotta LSI your DS and your uh, stuff, but yeah, I, I will get there probably eventually. Um, it it's it's a fun game. I have a few minor quibbles with like, some of the like spirit stuff and some of the online stuff, but I nothing substantial bad to say about the game. It's it it's good game. What do you think about the additional the additional roster being um for later this year for later for later next year? I, I, I am excited for it. Um, I am definitely going to pick up Joker. I need to actually remember to go home and pay for the Fighter's Pass. I will pick that up. Not always a big DLC guy. I didn't get all the DLC for four. Um, that's okay. It's only yeah. been like one of the best ever, but that's yeah, fine. You know. <laughs> so, so it was actually exciting. I got a few new quote-unquote new characters. Like I'd never played Corrin before, so that was kind of fun. 
Uh, Corin tends to, I've seen Corin a lot on the, uh, online. Um, I walk, I spectate. I am not going to go online to get my head kicked in. I'm not about that. He is one of the most broken Fire Emblem characters, so. Yeah, well, I'm just fine. happy he doesn't play like every single other Fire Emblem character. Oh, I really? Like, because I like... here I thought that he was the master of the counter, kind of like every other Fire Emblem character. Oh, yeah, but, you know. He's, he's got moves that aren't the he's same. Like more pretentious than every freaking counter character in the game. You still have Shulk. Which might as well just been another... Fuck Shulk! Okay. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck Shulk! In Smash 4, he was the worst when it came to counters. Yeah, counters counters are a pain. Says I say as a guy trying to learn Incineroar. But... Yeah. <laughs> How many characters now are there in that game that actually have a counter of some kind? Incineroar, the Fire Emblem characters except for Robin. So that's Roy, Corrin, Lucina, Ike, Marth. And and Crom, so that's seven, eight. Uh, Little Mac, right? Little Mac. Uh, technically Peach and Daisy, so that's ten. Sort of Game and Watch, kind of, sort of, not really. No, no. Um, <laughs> oh, the bucket. That's yeah. his projectile only. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he absorbs he absorbs projectiles yeah. and then unleashes his own. Um, King K. Rule. Um. Let's see. Um, Shulk. Sh. The head honcho himself! Uh, and who else? I want to say that's probably all of them, maybe. No, Lucina. No, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, Lucina. Uh, Palutena. Palutena has a counter? Palutena has a counter. Oh, the shield, you're right, yeah. No. No? No, she has a standard down B counter. Oh, alright. Wonderful. Great. Greninja, right? Greninja as well. Yeah. Lucario. Lucario. Wait, Lucario? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Incineroar. Incineroar. That was the first one we mentioned. Did we? All right. Well, well, yeah, because you were that's, talking about the Fire Emblem characters. That's 15, I didn't 15 at least. Out of 70... 72. Jesus. That's a lot of counter characters. That's that's too many. I, I, I don't like counter to start with. I got kind of tired of it back in the Melee days. And then we just kept doing it. And that was the first game they implemented them in. Uh -huh. Wait, guess who? Marth. Mars. And Roy. Marth and Roy. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. 16. That, oh, no, we don't. No, you no. already did those. So, yeah, he can. So, 15-ish. At least 15 characters. That's fine. So, Charlie, you've, you're good with it. Uh, we'll I, leave I, Orlando to the end, because Orlando is our resident Smash player. Par excellence, out of the three of us. I, I am definitely the it's a, Smash Ultimate is a wonderful game, but man, does it have problems. It's... I... It's surprisingly hard for some of the single player. I, I appreciate how much single player content there is. I do miss some of the stuff that was cut, but I do enjoy World of Flight, Spirit Board, all that stuff. Okay, the thing is, is that the problem with, okay, the problem with World of Light is that it was, it was shown off as it was supposed to be like this big old grand story adventure, and it's anything but. It's just another method to unlock characters as you go. Like, that's the beautiful thing about Smash Ultimate. It gives you so many ways to unlock mm -hmm. characters. Classic mode, multiplayer mode, um, adventure mode. It gives you different options to work to unlock different characters in different ways. So mm -hmm. you're not necessarily left to just play one 
one mode until you unlock everything. But let's get this out of the way. Everyone here in this board has actually done that one thing. Played one mode until they unlocked everything. Although some of us cheesed it with a, a certain known famous glitch. It's not really a glitch. Just shut the game off and start it again. Keep going and keep playing. Eventually you'll run out. The problem with it is they've the, the 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 challenge rating on the characters is varied because when you unlock them they're at whatever the stand they're not at a specific difficulty level I think they're at average difficulty so each one plays in a different in a different feels like more aggressive in some of them and less aggressive in others now if you unlock them in Smash if you unlock them in in Classic if you unlock them in World of Light it's whatever the challenge rating you unlock them in in the game is. So if I set it to easy, they're going to be easy to unlock, and I'll unlock them that way. But it takes longer because you have to find all of them on the board. It sure does. But the problem with it is, is if you if if you screw up in um, in Smash in, in Smash mode or in Classic mode, you have to go to Challenger's approach to fight them again. Otherwise, they'll never be unlock uh, never be available to you. And that's a pain in the ass because it took me three tries to get DDD because he was an aggressive monster, and I didn't realize he was going to beat me that hard, and I was picking characters that I was good with, and I got taken apart. I wasn't expecting that level of aggression from him. Yeah, and well, and they, they eventually patched that a bit, but I, I don't know, I kind of thought it was kind of fun to have challenger fights not just be a gimme. About the time I was getting tired of not having, of losing those is about the time I got everybody, so I, I was kind of happy with that, that level of difficulty. Yeah, and it was, so at the end of the, all things considered, it wasn't horrible. For me, I, I unlocked all my characters, and my son unlocked his entire roster. Everybody, everybody I know who bought the game day one or day two had the characters unlocked probably by the following week if they used the weekend to do so. So, not a huge headache. Now, I'm hearing rumors they might patch out that, that, uh, as as Orlando put it, glitch, that they're going to make it so that it takes longer to unlock them. My problem with that kind of thing is, is don't shoehorn in mandatory on un- mandatory times for getting something. Yeah, don't they, extend grinding. We think we, you think that we would already have learned that from the past. They, what, what? I mean, shit. And I mean by the past, I mean this fucking year. Well, they, my issue with this is, is like I know what they're at. the end game for Nintendo isn't, you know, to try and stymie people. They're just wanting to make it so that you appreciate all the aspects of the game that are available. They want you to play the games. They want you to take every aspect of what they've given you and play them. So when you unlock new things, it still has some kind of value to you at the end of all of it. But they're not understanding one important thing. Some people play the game because they do it in a professional aspect or at least in a competitive aspect. So having the roster and access to all those characters, they need that day one or day two of them playing it. So them spending the time running through with with rudimentary characters that that they really don't care about and playing through to grind out all of the extra characters is just more time that they're not spending doing what they want to do with the game. Some people go in with something in mind and what they want to get out of the game. For me... Even for Smash, it was the one-player content. And what I can do when I'm playing with other people. I'm playing this as a party game for me. And that's perfectly fine. And But that's not everybody, and I accept that. But the one thing that I think I didn't like about the Spirit Board was it's replacing trophies in the aspect in that it's a collectible item in the game. My issue at hand is... The, what I liked about the trophies is there was a bio for everything 
in the trophy case. The stickers don't have bios. You just mm-hmm. get stickers. They don't even tell you what game they're from. Yeah, that is... Yeah, they that, do. That is, do but, they? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. But it's just... It's just... It's just a brief parentheses under the parentheses under their name, on on where it's from, on where they're from. That's it. There's nothing, and it's very general. It's not specific on where they're from. Like Mario characters, they won't tell you where which game there are specifically. They just let you know it's from the Mario series. Leave it at that. <sighs> nothing, nothing, it nothing explicitly detailed about these about these trophies. It's understandable. There's so many of these things that. Like, or categorizing everything and even having a little bit of detail on them can be time-consuming. That's fine. But the added touch would have been fine, even if you decide to delay the game just a little bit. Especially because they're supposed to do events for Spirits now, where you can get, like, rare Fire Emblem mm-hmm. ones right mm-hmm. now. What do you think, Charlie? It would have been nice. Um, that is one of the gripes I have, now that you remind me. Like, it would have been nice to see that kind of thing, but, I mean, on the other hand, it is 2018, Google's a thing if you're really curious about something, but I, I do, that is an aspect I miss. miss. Google is fine, but that's one of the reasons why I have gripes about, um, a, and this is going slightly off topic here, about games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Just to be as an example... Um, they decide to remove the wild encounter mechanic, where now you just catch the wild Pokemon instead. Mm-hmm. Except the whole point of ca- of the wild encounter mechanic wasn't just simply to catch the Pokemon to begin with. It was to battle them and to under to, it was to battle them and learn their move sets as you go by. To understand that be- because if you if the only experience you have in battling is to battle the trainers. You're not going to know exactly what move sets they're going to have, or at least it wouldn't be as easy for you to remember yeah. by. Yes, there are sites like Serebii that teach you all the, the that will give you detailed analysis of all the Pokemon and their move sets based on what games they're in. But they had to do that themselves. They had to play the game themselves mm-hmm. and learn it all by themselves just to do so. Mm-hmm. And by making that a huge inconvenience on them. It makes it harder for them to uh, archive everything, right? Making them, making it difficult for them to be accurate with the games. Now, going back to Smash, um, yes, it is fine for to it is fine for uh, to use Google to look up these stickers if you want to know more about them. But that's an inconvenience in them. That's an inconvenience altogether. True. Why should I have to go on to a separate source to go look up for a character if you can just have it right there in the game ready for them to learn? Even if it's just a little bit where they can just go and look at, look up the info for more, when you can have the base data right there ready for you. True. I guess that's just kind of something I'm used to, because I, I remember even, like, back in the Melee days where you did have the, like, bios and stuff. I, I remember and the internet going wasn't up and, as prevalent back yeah, then, but, but it still had enough of that info online for you to look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing with it ends up being is that, and even said it, you'd even have to admit it, Melee, a lot of people didn't even know what the fuck Fire Emblem was until Exactly, that. that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, you and I are on the same page with this. It was an opening to other pe- to other game other gaming in general. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what something's from, the hell would you ever care about it? And with the bios or that kind of stuff, and yes, you're right, it's unreasonable for how many um 
stickers that are stickers spirits that you have access to it's unreasonable to believe you're going to have bios for every single thing but a little blurb doesn't take that much i i don't know no you're absolutely right i'm just i'm i'm just on trying to uh play devil's advocate on oh. what on what their reasoning could be for removing not removing bio from said spirits. I dig it. I understand. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't find it to be excusable. I think it's perfect. I think they should have at least made the attempt because it's not difficult to look up online to go and 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 find out what these characters are. Yes, you have third party characters, but you could have at least added info from your fir- no from your own no, from your own series of characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of those stickers are Nintendo themed. Here's what they could do. Now, now this is just a theor- a theoretical. Um, they could go, and there are special there are special stickers that they're going or special spirits they're going to give access to to people through events and stuff. They're going to get making those. They're making those extra. They're not going to be part of the basic roster. I'm going to assume again. Assume that I have no idea what the fuck's going to go on with any of these. When you acquire all of the available stickers. Then they would unlock, a, a, or I keep saying stickers. I mean, brawl, damn stickers. it, brawl. They're pretty much still stickers. Damn it, brawl. Spirits. When you get all the spirits, all the main spirits that you can acquire through World of Light and the spirit board and all that stuff, then they unlock an actual, like, a, 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 the spirit hall or, or you know, the, the urn of spirits where you can actually look at your entire collected stash of spirits and maybe have a little blurb for each one of them. Because, again, this is stuff from Nintendo's history, stuff from gaming history in general, that they can they can give somebody some a reason to keep playing World of Light. There you go. Make that where it's like, why do I keep playing World of Light? I'm grinding for spirits, so I have the full roster of spirits, and I can just look at that stuff whenever I feel like it. Remember, um, World of Spirits is just mere... And I do agree with you on that, but remember that it was merely just another way to col- to unlock characters and collect spirits. Yeah, but they're like pushed aside for the main, no, for the characters. Not at all. The, it's eighty percent of the game. Yeah, to beat that. Yes, but the whole goal is to it, the whole goal is to go and rescue your your um your friends that are in the roster rather than the spirits. You can ignore so many spirits until you have to deal with the very few that block in the way from unlocking a character. 72 characters. Hundreds of spirits. Again. The percentage is not in your favor, Sailor. Yes, but notice how you can ignore almost so many of those spirits to get to... You can streamline your way through. You can punch your way across and get unlock the roster that way but the problem with it is is because of the way the game is laid out there are specific spirits you need to get to different areas of the board to even unlock battling the first major 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 boss in the game and i'm not trying to spoil anything well plus like if you're just trying to get characters like there are faster ways to do that like i i yeah, play, I've played Absolutely. a decent yeah, amount of course i've, I've still only got me. like 15 people in my world of light roster just about like 30 or 40 I played through. I'm actually playing World of Light because I actually am playing it for the single-player aspect. Yeah. I'm playing it to grind out spirits. I'm playing it to unlock the full roster in World of Light. I'm just trying to beat it. That's all. 
I'm just trying to beat it. But I, fuck I, the I, bullshit that happens in the higher difficulties. My yes. You're playing oh. it on challenge mode. Damn and that's right. Like, and yeah. they are... Oh my god. I turned it down to easy because I got tired of some of the ones that are beating me up. I'm like, I'm just doing this for fun anyway. I Hell just no. See I'm like, uh, uh, I'm doing it for the long haul. I'm still trying to deal with the Dr. Wily fight. That's mm. a lot of fun. Especially when the... Especially when the... um. When the Metal Mega Mans can literally ignore everything you do. Not even just not e they can ignore your dodges. So even if you're even if you're frame perfect, it will still they can still hit you. They can they can ignore your attacks. So even while you're striking them with hard hitting attacks, they'll just hit you anyway. Even when you throw them the metal blades, the metal blades you can't even stop. If you, you grab their metal blade and you chuck it right back at them, they can stop it, just because it registers as your attack. <laughs> now, there was one... Uh, the, the, oh my god, the Pauline spirit. The Pauline <laughs> spirit was a nightmare of epic proportions. I, I've seen clips, I'm not looking forward to that one. <laughs> it wasn't fun. And it wasn't even the fact that Donkey Kong and Mario were there. Those, I beat instantaneously. You have a time period to beat her in, and they give you a bunch of items to help with that, and they only help marginally. You are better served playing any playing around her, but I did it. I played it. I, was it you who told me that you got lucky and she threw herself off a ledge? Yep! You <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs> It took me nearly two hours just for that to happen. Good lord. It took me like 20 or 30 minutes There's to another... eventually chase her down. And I was playing Donkey Kong because I hate my life. And I like playing with characters that have a, that have a hit range that sucks so bad. And her running from me screaming. Get back here! I didn't say you could get away from my barrels! There's one where I forget her name, but she's from the Fire Emblem series, and she's she's represented by Lucina along with um, Shulk as a assistant character. Um, they are so goddamn bulky and so goddamn strong that uh, even your final smash at with at full power can only do three percent damage. You cannot knock them out. Is that Lynn? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember the name of the person, but all I know is that that's how ridiculous that fight was, and it took me almost three days to beat that fight. See, now that's what makes World of Light really cool for me, because not only do they go, and when they make the spirit battles, they actually make them the color that the characters would be, mm -hmm. and how they would actually respond in in the world that you put them in. Because that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be fighting the said spirits. And I'm fine. And that's and why I they am, possess the bodies. And of I am 100% okay with that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's the big draw to me for World of Light. Like, I'm never going to use the spirits and the other stuff you... No, oh, the, no. the spirits are... The spirits are most likely just going to be used by the majority of the community just within World of Light because mm -hmm. they can be used in multiplayer, but it seems almost unfair to do yeah. so. So just don't just they just get ignored. And it would also be really hard to manage those in a way where you could people could use stickers and it wouldn't be OP. Yeah, like you well, first of all would have to know the entire spirit roster and what each one does. 
each one of them at full leveling, all these extra mm. aspects of them, any additional abilities they do. Oh, I don't know, any of the uh, support spirits that allow you to just have a fucking item to start with. No, having the drill to start with isn't an OP as fuck. No, not at all. <laughs> what if they give you the gust bellows on the start with? What are you doing? Winning. <laughs> oh, we're playing Zebus and the lava's rising. I'm just going to go ahead and equip myself with the lava immunity here, and we're just going to yeah. play it set there. I don't think it actually makes you immune to stage immunities. It does. Or stage hazards, because I know it does the, the auto-generated electricity or the lava or the sleep or poison platforms. It, I don't know if it actually stops you from getting lavified by the actual stage hazards. I think it even works on, like, some of the, like, attacks and stuff, doesn't it? Like, no. if you have slumber immunity, like... Oh, you oh, can't be. Oh, I, I didn't think, I about think using I heard, that. No, that one, that, well, that one does. That would have made that Jigglypuff okay. battle so much easier. <laughs> the like one. the Jigglypuff battle, they only use their, their, they only use what is it, neutral? No, it's a down B. Yeah, they only use their down B, which is uh, annoying. Yeah, constantly being put to sleep. I'm just like, I just wanna hurt you. No, it's it's mm -hmm. no, no. If you're sleep, you know, using sing is up B. Mm -hmm. Is it up me? Okay. Yes. Well, whatever. They use this. Rest is where Jigglypuff puts herself to sleep. No, yeah. no, the, the sing one, the one where they constantly yes. keeps putting you oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was such an annoying battle. And she's five known of them. as she's known as no, as Jiggly Snake. Hmm. Come on, Samus, I'm gonna put you to sleep there. There we go. <laughs> I, I'm glad they brought that back for Snake. At least at the down grab, just not, it's CQC. There we go. It doesn't put him to sleep anymore, but I do love it anyway. It's so much so that I. But I play with my buddy Samuel. Um, uh, whenever we play Smash, we just I just play a snake, and he's like, "I'll put him to sleep." Nah, I'll put you to sleep there. Oh, Mario, nice to see. You. I'm gonna put you to sleep for a moment. <laughs> oh, Princess Peach, gonna put you to sleep there. Don't worry. He thought I was joking when I made that voice. He's like, "Why are you trying to sound like, like?" Like, why are you sounding like that? Because that's Christian Hayderson's voice. That's how we <laughs> portray Solid Snake. It's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we're all we, we we all have our gripes, but overall, I think uh, definitively this is the Smash game. Of we course. still have a, we mm -hmm. have two characters that are coming out within within the next six months <laughs> and potentially more. Let's close it off with one more character prediction. Um, it could go all over the place. I'm gonna. I know. But I what have, do you do? You I have any preferences? I specifically don't. So I'm gonna throw mine in for you because you want Shantae. Damn I'm, right I do. I'm and that say, will not end. I don't care if she's a stick. No, I don't care if she's just a spirit in the game. With anything, no, thanks to Joker, anything is possible in this game. People True. are still True. hoping for Waluigi, despite the fact that he's a trophy. So for all we know, he could be put in as the very last character. So my hopes will still be on Shantae, the half genie you're hero, making. You're going her to see first... an entire community have an aneurysm at all at once if that happens. Damn right, Waluigi was his way in. Yep. And then there will be nobody who will be playing as Waluigi because every single Waluigi fan has died from it. <laughs> so, so the overall goal of, of Smash Brothers was population control. There you this go. This feels more this feels more tinfoil hat than I was ready for. <laughs> oh, um, and the best how, part is Waluigi just be laughing. <laughs> so we already know the final yours is Shantae. Again, I'm throwing mine in for yours because I honestly don't. Once they put out Joker, I again my head went, oh shit, they could do anything now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't even know what I would choose at this point. It's exactly. like a kid I already candy know. Store. I got an idea for you. What? Susano from. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna play. We're not gonna do any Arxis games. No, 
Come on, you know that would be absolutely insane. And they already tried it with the crossover, Blaze Blue Frost Tag Battle. All right, we're going to go to Charlie now. <laughs> Hi, Charlie, what, yeah. what are your predictions? I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat of, like, Joker and Piranha Plant were better ideas than anything I would have come up with, so I... I Anything we get, we have pretty much we anything had, I want. Come on, I mean, there's the bad mix from the set for the Sonic series. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I'd like. To, I, I, How about I, Dracula from you're from Castlevania? Stop it. I, I, I'm one Yuri of Lowell from Tales of Vesperia. My girl really wants that, and I don't blame her. It's like she that. won't get nothing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I'm going to be that guy who's still hung up on Gino. Yeah, so that's that was, fine. That was the only one that like I got hyped up for that didn't happen. You know what? It is possible. Technically, his costume is still not is not in is not available. I don't know why they decided to omit that. They could put it in his DLC later. You know, they could put in more more uh, fighter skins. They better not do that. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna. You know, you're gonna unlock uh, different hats and stuff for your me and uh, yeah, Lally, right? Yeah, I've been trying to do that, but again, it's because I keep getting stuck on these ridiculously impossible fights that I'm like, I'm not leaving until I beat this. And I'm stuck with the one with Doctor Wiley right now. That one, mm -hmm. I will not, I will not budge. You will not force me out, Doctor Wiley. You know, and I'll will. beat you with a goddamn princess that likes to wear hats. Well, first of all, they're going to because the game itself makes you go and hunt more spirits because there are specific spirits that have strengths against other other creatures that you're facing. Mm -hmm. You have an entire thing of metal mega mans. Cool, there's a spirit that gives you extra damage versus metal opponents. Ta-da. Did 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 you just did you just make this into a Castlevania Symphony of the fucking night? Did I fucking stutter? I hope you did. Because no. I'll throw the goddamn I'll throw my goddamn switch in the trash. I don't care what people have to say. Everyone lo loves talking about how Castlevania Symphony of the Night is the greatest goddamn the Castlevania game. I fucking disagree. I like Castlevania Three. That one was my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, I don't feel bad about it. I don't blame you. And my favorite Metroid game was Metroid Fusion because that was that was a game that set a great mood. You want to you want to feel isolated and completely fucking alone in a game that's being hunted by you being hunted by your, uh, an apparition of yourself at full power i would say just with you terrifying <laughs> with terrifying terrifying music every time you get found by her it you, there you go it turns metroid from a game about adventure to a horror game before horror games were really a thing in 2007 well, I mean, you still had the Resident Evil games. But I don't really think they were terrifying. No. Like, the, the aspect of being terrifying was the same aspect that Five Nights at Freddy's used. You really are not really functional in the world that you are in. You have tank controls, so you have to spin around like a lunatic and then start running. And God help you if you have a gun. That's not going to help you. You're better off throwing it to the damn zombie because of the value you have there. <laughs> but you can get a headshot. Yeah, you go for that. See if you run out of bullets before you actually blow the damn thing's head off. Good luck to you. Oh, oh, it was worth it. Spoilers. It wasn't. So, or you could be like, you could be like Leon Kennedy in uh, Resident Evil Four, and decide that going, you know, going to fight against the Chainsaw Man would be the best idea to do ever. So your head comes off. Be, you know, let's be honest. Leon Kennedy could be another Smash character for all the fuck we know at this point. I don't even. The, the, the sky's the limit when there's no goddamn sky. <laughs> just endless fucking void that just goes out infinitely because it's just like. 
Yeah, plan a plant. Oh, that's kind of cool. Thematic. Mike Hager, why not? Put a put Hagar in there. We'll yeah. go with there. Why not? The Joker. Wait, what? Yeah, Joker. We're just going to throw it's, him in there. It's, why? It's, why it's not? just as out of the blue as DC's Joker. <laughs> Welcome to Arkham's Top 40. Mario asks, Joker, will you be entering the Smash Tournament this year? <laughs> well, I would say... But it would be a smashing time doing so. <laughs> you want to talk about everybody just having an aneurysm as if they finally put Goku in, like everybody. Chowda! <laughs> it's Chowda! People will explode. <laughs> hey, Sean Chamel is reprising his, his, his role as fucking Lucario. It wouldn't be difficult for them to do it. I'm going to tell you this once. If they do that, Mighty Keith's head will explode. <laughs> And I'm fine with that. If they put Sora in there, Mighty Keef's head will explode. I am 100% okay with these two things. There you go. There's another character for you. Yeah. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Seen a lot of Sora. It would be... Or Axel. Because everybody won't shut up about Axel. You, you mean Lee? Sorry. <laughs> you have to know the story for that to have any meaning. I don't know much about Kingdom Hearts. You're better off. I've even seen... I'm, a pre I, I'm okay with that. We've even seen some people floating like Chrono. That would be a good time. I don't see it happening, but it'd be a good he'd time. He'd be the only character in the game that has no voice whatsoever because he'd be the ultimate silent protagonist. Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with it. You understand that Eric would never stop bit, stop louding at that point, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I just wanted to make mm -hmm. sure you understood that. Yeah. Just keep the under... difference, distance and uh, <laughs> just let him, let, let him have it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Far enough away. We're all good now. <laughs> all right, so we, we have our we have our roundup. We we have our thoughts. We have our our predictions for for for, for Smash. Now let's shift over to the thing that uh, Orlando wanted to talk about. Okay, everyone, let's go ahead and just so everyone, calm down. Don't panic. Oh God! Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so with the inevitable stocks falling, um. Some companies are suffering a bit worse than others, namely companies like Bethesda. Um, not that their own stupidity, but uh, Bethesda, EA, and just to name a few, uh, their 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 stocks are plummeting as a result of ignorance and stupidity. Um, uh, I believe it was either EA or Bethesda that has suffered quite a big hit this quarter. I think they've lost as much as twenty percent in their no in their total value in terms of stocks, and that's because they've been fucking out royally. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but with this coming no with with these statistics, people are already making the claims that uh. The video game, another video game crash is imminent. Not only imminent, and there are some even extremists going with the idea that it's already happening. What do you think? Do you think a video game crash is in is upon us at the moment? They've talked about video game crashes ad infinitum for the past six and a half years. Exactly. It has never stopped being talked about. If it ever did. It would be the most radio silence you've gotten out of the out of YouTube and the video game journalism industry ever. I'm so goddamn tired of hearing about it. 
Will there be will there be recession? Yes. Will there be full blown, complete and utter crash, like the last one? No. And what makes you think that? Because in the situation that we were in back then, there was a it was because of market saturation so bad that there were dumpins full of just games that they these people these companies could not sell. Because they gave an, a license to anybody and their mother to make any games. But isn't that similar to what we're dealing with now? No, there's a lot more control. And there's an in, there's industry standards that are in place. They're not great. And I'm not going to say by any means that they're great. But they're a hell of a lot better than what they were before. <sighs> yes. Because check because the, cause Gravy Train isn't making a fucking game. Yeah, old. I know. Don't a, a dog food company made a goddamn video game for the Atari. <laughs> Sorry. You you know fucking Quaker made video games back in the day. Quaker, the guys behind the oats. It was first of all, it was a Doom clone. Second of all, PC Ooh. games are all over the place. Still, they made it. You were you were talking about a, a food company making games, and let's not forget about Chex Quest. Chex Quest, the best kind of game. Yeah, it was. See, see, I, I, I grew up on all the Bible games, so uh, I'll, I'll just be off in the corner with my spiritual warfare and my. Uh, you, it's fine. My. Uh, we had uh, to. We all had to start tree. somewhere. Wisdom tree. Wisdom tree. Oh my goodness! Some of them were okay for a five-year-old. <laughs> oh yes. yeah! Oh, absolutely. Let's play Sunday Fun Day and blow up the fucking plumbers for no reason. <laughs> Okay. Just to get to Sunday school. What did you learn, son? What did you What did you do on this fine Sunday morning? Oh, I don't know. I went down to the sewers and blew up a couple plumbers with some bombs that I found that were being thrown out the wall. So it's you a, know, God bless everyone. That's that's just how it be sometimes, man. <laughs> Psychological therapy, a hundred dollars. Sometimes <laughs> telling yourself that sometimes it be that way, free. Exactly. <laughs> Good for what ails you. No fooling. That being said, <laughs> okay, can there possibly be a full-on game crash? No. I think it is possible, but I don't think it would be. I don't immediate. think it would be as cataclysmic. Okay, if it did happen, it would it would be it would be a whimper, not a bang. Like one day they just wouldn't just these game companies would just stop making games. And and you already see a lot of that happen with EA because EA is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and everything they touch. EA. Ubisoft, Koei Tecmo, and we haven't figured out who the last one is yet, but we're trying. We're, look, we're, we're doing our research, taking applications. There you go. There you go. I don't know how we didn't see that, but I thought of them more as the devil, but whatever. Activision Blizzard. Isn't there currently a huge sell-off of their stocks right now? Yes, they're plummeting at this at the moment they're at least also, They're also divesting all of their resources into the, into the mobile market so fully it's... Uh, it would be upsetting to normal human beings if if you didn't understand the the, the integral or integral workings of a retail company. I am actually one hundred percent okay that they go to the mobile market because that place is already a cesspool of complete and utter shit. <clears throat> I uh, put get allowing Activision Blizzard to essentially make a home there will at least give us one less disease to worry about. I'm fine with it, but they but they have to fully and utterly admit to the people who have glommed onto them, and or or even better, people who have been following Blizzard since the since the very beginning that they're just done. They need to go because they already pulled their support of uh, of Heroes of the Storm. It's done. They're yeah. done doing it. They're not gonna. There's no e, There's no e, uh, esports support for it anymore. 
Now I don't know if it's if there's game if there's no more game support either, which would be really sad. No, they said they're slowing down support when it comes to no, when it comes to supporting the actual game. They've slowed down, but you know, with them, it could easily mean, yeah, we're not doing it, but we're not necessarily telling you that we've stopped. It is what it is. I don't. I don't even want to think about that kind of stuff. I'm. 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 I'm all over the place with it. it when it comes down to it, if there are specific companies that walk away from the industry, like Konami did. It's probably for the best. Konami didn't need to go and make as many waves as they did when they when they did that, and and piss off so many fucking people unapologetically, but they did. And any expectation you have in them at this point should be minimal at best, or none at all if you're smart. None. <laughs> none at all. That's perfectly fine. Um, for Ubisoft and EA's. They might as well just stick with Pachinko Beth machines. Bethesda. Hit the lever! Bethesda. I have never mm. seen a game release so bad and break even even better every time they open their damn mouth. It, it, it shocks me. It shocks me. It's like, you, you, these people don't learn. You obviously haven't played Dynasty Warriors 9, have you? Koei Tecmo was already discussed, and we already made that... Not, made that. I will beat that horse even <laughs> after Longin's dead! Yeah, we'll rip out its ribcage and beat it to death with its own ribcage. Damn right! I will be worse than Quan Chi after a fatality. <laughs> oh, look, you're totally brought up Activision again. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Wait, they, 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 they own MK right now. No, NetherRealm Studios does. Netherrealms? I thought they were owned by Activision. No, man, I hope not. I think or is they... it Midway? No, it's Midway. Sorry. No, no, they separated. They oh. were they they're owned by um um Warner Brothers Studios. Oh, okay, that's not better. No, it's not. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> play Arkham City? <laughs> or not Arkham City? Um, God, what's it called? The most recent. Technically, Arkham... Batman is the is Arkham licensed. Knight. Yeah. Arkham Knight was the, the oh boy, <laughs> an oldie, an oldie but a baddie. Again, it's not making it better. No, it's not. As long as they leave them alone to let Warner them Warner Brothers is the honorary fifth horse. Fine. <laughs> as pale as it's going to be. So, it, do, do I think... Do you think that there could be a game crash? I don't, I don't really think there may be a crash as much as, like, a decentralization. Because it's, like... Rel I feel like it's relatively easy to just get something out on Steam. Like, I think it's a good time to be, like, an indie. I think that's the biggest problem, though. I think because of how easy it is to um, release games, relatively speaking to that of the of like the eighties and nineties, there's just going to be a larger and larger saturation in games. And you're talking about quality control. We all know just how efficient quality control is is on Steam. Um. Okay. The, the Steam curation is absolute shite. It has been. Every time they improve it. All they're doing is just moving the shit pile from one corner of the room to the next. All they're doing at is least they're, sure you're, you're at least they're following the floor, no, the the model that we've used in actual dumps for the past fifty years. And that's fine. <laughs> if they want to sit there and Febreze the room every couple of days and move the shit pile to another area instead of throwing it away, that's on them. It's their 
company model. They do what they want to do with it. If they're not willing to listen to the people who've been bitching about it, number one of them had been Jim Sterling up until what, two years ago when he just said he was just tired of doing it because it wasn't getting him, it wasn't getting him the results he was believing he was going to get. They brought him to Steam headquarters and told him everything that they were going to do to make it better. And I do not think they followed through on any of those in any meaningful capacity. They fixed Greenlight. You know what they did, in, did with it? They replaced it with something else with just as much bullshit. Is there as much asset flipping? I don't know. I barely use Steam in any meaningful capacity because I'm on console gaming. I have a Steam account. I have a gaming PC that I can actually go and play most indie titles. But unless I'm playing, unless I'm sitting there doing the show, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I'm not going through the gaming list and finding the golden turds that are at the bottom of the toilet. I don't, I don't care. There are people, there are better people than I who have already done so. Those who are brave enough to venture into the beast, the vastly piles of shit that is the Steam library, I salute you and be sure and advise you, take a goddamn shower afterwards. Steam, a steaming pile of shit. There we go. There, there's, there's your fucking, there's your tagline and probably the, 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 uh, the title of this particular podcast. Aw, thought it was going to be the other one. I'm just giving him multiple options. <laughs> just like, just like Rocky and Bullwinkle. There's several names. See, I... Not really had problems with Steam. Well, because if you stay to a certain point, uh, my statement has always been this. At the surface level, all the good games are at the top. And then there's the indie titles that are below mm -hmm. that. They might not be nearly as popular. And then you have the niche stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you have some of the weeb trash. And then you just keep going lower and lower and lower until you start mm -hmm. finding uh, Unity asset flips. It's like and... playing down well. It seems fun at first, and when you get really, and when you, when you're going further and further down the well, you're like, I can't wait to see what else is in store. And then you find, as you play thirty minutes in without dying, like there's nothing here. What the fuck? All noise and fury resulting in nothing. Such as it is. So yeah. Um... <sighs> Could the game market crash? Anything's possible. I put nothing out of the realm of possibility when it comes to... Do you find it likely, though? Because the way you were mentioning before, it seems like you don't think it's likely to happen. No. But but, but the viewpoint for me is, is the way these companies are... The way these companies are set, they would cut loose... They would cut loose the infected parts rather than let their whole company collapse as a whole. The EA is really good at that. They buy up a company... They suck it for all it's worth and drain it of all of its life essences, then crush the then then crush the the, the, the withered husk like a tin can and toss it away. Holy crap! They are a spider. Yes. It, well, it works well with the concept of you know capitalism. You know, webs. You know. Different. Oh no, capitalism! All of a sudden, they're all calling us communist lovers. <laughs> We're not doing that here. I know. Uh, no. That's that. That's the kind of point I'm trying to avoid. I dig But it. I couldn't help but make that joke. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Stop. As it is. So we're at the point now where we kind of go into the freeform aspect. You know, rants, etc. And I know we, we, we've, we've walked away from the, a couple of different subjects, but we stayed within the realm. This is where shit can go off the rails. Anybody got any beefs? Anything that that's irking them currently at the moment with the, with the gaming industry, nerd culture, you can pick whatever aspect. I mean, we've been on video games because it's kind of the end of the year roundup, and a lot of people do that anyways. And we're nothing if not hopeless, you know, 
you know, co coattail taggers on that one. If there's anything we are, we're original. I mean, a, I mean, a compilation of things that happened within the year. I mean, who does that? I know. It's like doing top ten lists. They're so rare. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> so brave. So, so courageous. My... My 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 increasing amount of beef that I've had recently, um, I'm getting kind of tired of gritty live action reboots of things. I, I, I my 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 wife kind of beat me to the punch by a few years. It was always her things like we don't need a remake of this. And I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fun, and we get more of the thing. And I'm I'm very quickly coming around to, yeah, we really didn't need to touch that. We can leave that alone. If I want, especially like specifically like gritty live action things, like if I want. Gritty live action, like, I can go outside. Like, I, not always, but I generally look to entertainment media to be entertained. Sometimes I like greater points about life and stuff, but a lot of the time I just want to have a good time. And, like, giving Dumbo to Tim Burton kind of thing is just like... Why? 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 <laughs> because why if Tim Burton that? loves to do anything, it's to twist everything in its fucking head. He's like the guy who's trying. He he's trying so hard to be like um, um, M Night Shyamalan, but M Night Shyamalan's putting out a fucking prequel to Unbroken or sequel to Unbroken. It's called Gla uh, called Glass. Supposed oh, to follow. Joy. Supposed to follow Samuel L. Jackson's character in that in that movie. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm intrigued though, because I actually liked Unbreakable. I heard it was actually pretty good. I've seen. I haven't seen all of it. I've seen the end of it, which I think most people have at some point because it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Your statement is true. Why? Who asked any? Who asked Tim Burton to do this? Mm -hmm. I want to know. You tell me who asked Tim Burton to do this. The wild card has appeared. Yep, the wild card has appeared. Hi, I'm Leah. Um, I honestly would just like to stop seeing prequels of anything, honestly. Um, unless you have a definitive point in your canon that can then be connected to, and you can make an effort toward doing so... I feel like there's a lot of times where we're trying to make a prequel, and at the same time we're trying to appeal to modern audiences, and the canon that we're trying to connect to is so far removed from that, that it just doesn't connect, and then it's awkward, because you're just continuing on this trajectory of a prequel, and you're trying to keep everybody interested, so you keep adding things that the original definitely didn't have, and then it's like, oh, but this is before that point, guys. It, it, I would just like to see something original. And I'm aware that not much is original anymore, but just stop going back in time. <laughs> it's annoying. It's kind of hard for them to beat when nostalgia is often used as the greatest um, force in behind... Um, with behind um audience turn up. I mean, shit. We have the superhero movie. Everybody loves talking about that, and it's mostly nostalgia based. Why do we have three different eras of Spider-Man movies, all of them being reboots? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're you were discussing about um 
about dark, gritty remakes mm -hmm. of or interpretations of movies, I'd like to talk about the opposite side of the spectrum. Namely, Illumination Studios. What the fuck is wrong with you trying to make a light movie out of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Look, I don't even give a crap about the Grinch, but... What was your what was the point of adding your take into this? What did you add to the to the Grinch that was necessary for you to make it? We just got the Grinch like not very long ago. Yeah. Although I feel like every time we say not very long ago, it's always like thirteen years True. ago. And thirteen years ago at this point might us. as well not be not very long. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, the way time moves, I agree. It's like when when they announced the Jungle Book. I was like, didn't didn't that already happen? But no, it's a different one. <laughs> there's the original Jungle Book by Disney. Then there's the live action Jungle Book that happened at the end of the nineties. Then there's Mowgli. Then there's going to be a whole nother Jungle Book. Why? I understand it's open. I understand it's open license, and you can do that. You can do whatever you want with the actual IP. Doesn't mean you should. Every time that every time this kind of stuff happens, somebody should just send them the bumper with the Jeff Goldblum line from Jurassic Park. Just save yourself the headache. Hell no! Someone should send Suey from Family Guy when he went up to the air when he flew just quietly goes through the airport, goes up to the person's house with the ladder, smashes him in the face. Don't do it. And he just walks off. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I agree. Keep it subtle and keep it direct. <laughs> See, I feel like that with the with the nostalgia poll, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, we're, we're, but I'm seeing a well, lot of people uh, following like specific actors that they enjoy, and it a lot of it is I hate to say it in the sales. If you make a movie appealing, you mean like instead of giving video? everything away, but making it interesting when you're advertising it. And you start in a sweet spot instead of, like, five years in advance. I feel like there's some of them where you just get so tired of hearing about it that you're like, all right, let's make sure they don't hurt themselves True. and you go to the theater. But that just kind of annoys me. I just feel like, you know, you take somebody who is a bankable quasi-household name, you stick them with a few people that are kind of unknown quantities, and you just kind of go for it, you know? That's where I want my original content. Like, it doesn't have to be completely original with nobody I've ever heard of, but I just don't want... I don't want prequels, and I don't want weird retreads of canon content that is being interpreted wildly differently than the original canon content. I feel like that's just mm -hmm. rude. <laughs> okay, now the, the 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 word that gets the, the phrase that gets bandied about with this kind of stuff is, and you I'm sure you've heard it repeatedly, creative liberty. When it comes to when they make changes to a IP that's already established with a with a with a background and a, and a backstory and mythos behind really? it. Really, I thought that would be a more popular term. What about the reimagining? Oh. Well, it all fits into the same <laughs> parameter. Goodness. I know, but I've, I. Okay, here's a good example of things. You you want to talk about prequels, and I actually looked into this as just kind of a side thing because I was entertained by it. Um, uh, what's the heck's his name? Loxton. 
he did a uh, uh, he did a uh, a retrospective on uh, on Jar Jar Binks in the original and the new trilogy, and he actually broke down Episode One and the implications that Jar Jar was actually a a, a secret mm. antagonist. And I actually listen and I actually listened to the the rationale because he was pulling he was pulling a lot of uh, I knew it. That's how I thought about Magoo too. Well, it, it it is what it is. But like I looked at it and I'm like, he actually explained it like, what if this happened? What if Jar Jar was the secret you know manipulator throughout all of this? You know how how this all worked. And you had to take some you had to take some you had to bend you had to squint a bit to make it all yeah. fit in. And you go, he was playing really fucking stupid. And it felt engineered. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't be that. You couldn't be that stupid unless somebody Emperor was. Palpatine ain't got nothing on the Misa. That's right. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, there was a robot chicken episode that actually talked about that, where Palpatine actually calls him and says, "You know, I apologize for you know what happened." You know, and and, and Jar Jar laughs at the end of it. It's like, oh, yeah, you totally manipulated everybody, <laughs> and he just starts laughing, and it just deepens and gets angrier and darker, and you're just like, "It's a funny joke." But what if that really was the case? And when it, they go back and they start talking to Lucas about it, he's like. You finally figured it out. I- I'm glad that you realized it, because they even said it. Lucas said that he made a major change to Episode Two from the backlash with Jar Jar Binks and things because mm. nobody really liked him. And I'm like, well, first of all, Star Wars fans prefer heavy-handed on everything. Subtlety is lost on them straight across because half of them are fucking Jedi. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry. Anyway, Star Trek <laughs> fan laughter. Please continue. Hold on. You get a high five for that one. Yeah. yeah. But I like both. I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars because I hate because I hate both fandoms. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. You piss them both off because Pretty you like much. them both. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way to do it. And then add the enter to Matrix fans, and then we really got ourselves going. I'm not high enough for that. <laughs> but what he when he started to confirm that kind of stuff, and you're like. That would have been an amazing endgame. Mm-hmm. What if you got to the final? What if you got to got to the Revenge of the Sith and you actually found that all out? Mm-hmm. And he just comes out with a lightsaber and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? That no. Was, yeah. And you didn't even see it coming because you sat there for three goddamn episodes. Just he just grinded your gears and you weren't paying attention because Yo, Star Wars fans. You found out me so so evil Sith. And then his voice starts starting to turn normal. And the, and, the, and the weird stutter disappears. I hope it doesn't. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I want it to because that would make it even more terrifying. I'm as not, just goes, I don't want it to be terrifying. I want it to be a complete joke. Like, you can't help but take this guy. Like, he's the serious threat, but the voice does not reflect that. Uh, that would be the epic way to go about it. kill it so bad, Because that's the whole point, because you can't take Jar Jar Binks seriously. But the thing with it is, is like they even stated, like, other Gungans don't talk the way he does. Like he's he's a bumbling idiot in the worst way. So it would like literally it would be like the end of uh, the Usual Suspects. You remember that movie, right? Yes. And he starts walk. He starts stumbling around, and he starts walking normally, and his voice starts going. It's more dark and more baritone. And he's like, "Oh no, you thought Palpatine was in charge of this?" <laughs> and then the blade comes out, and you're like, "Oh hell no! Oh hell no!" And that would be. You can even put it right after. Where you see it, it's the final, final fight. Because you had the Anakin fight with Obi-Wan. You have everything come down off of it. Yoda fights Palpatine. You're like, it can't, it wrapped up perfectly. This all, this all makes, you know, all works better. General Grievous, I can completely forget that motherfucker. (laughs) 
And then he, and then Jar Jar comes out, and it's just like it's him and Yoda just standing at each other, and there's no fight, there's no battle. They just look at each other, and you just see Jar Jar just like. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't Evil, it? Evil, you are. The true mastermind. <laughs> he even says it in the. They even talk about it at the end of uh, I think the Phantom Menace. It's like there's always a master and an apprentice. And they never specify where 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 Palpatine, where Palpatine fits in all of that, where where any of them fit in all of that. A good master never has to tip their hand. Why would they need to? Everything works well in that. But there isn't there now rumor. I I, forget, I think it's Disney who actually did make it canon now that Palpatine is Anakin's father. That's weird, but I appreciate that. Which means, you... congratulations, Luke. Your family is running an evil empire. You Yay. must be so proud. Uh, I'm yeah, sure... all that running away from all those extreme emotions really helped out the Jedi. <laughs> anyway. Remember, kids, they were supposed to bring balance to the Force, and with the Jedi in complete control over the entire Senate and everything else, boy, they really didn't realize that that balance needed to need to tip the scale in the other direction. Because that's what's called, what is it called? Hubris. Yes, hubris. Mm. Yeah, so what better way to balance it, no, balance everything out than for the than for the Sith to take everything? I'm fine with it. Let them. There's always two sides of the Force, and it always needed to be balanced, and no one ever thought about it. Oh, well. It didn't help that they pissed off all of the uh, the Star Wars fans by completely annihilating the extended universe that they built up for how long now? Yeah! 30 years? 30 years plus? Of like... novels, comics, editions. No more Dash Rendar! Oh, that, one, that, that one actually hurt, because I love Shadows of the Empire. I don't really care about that's fine. <laughs> Not everything we're, we're going to talk about is going to go, go going to float. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with Leah at this point. I'm so fucking tired of reboots. I think I think the death knell for it should have been when the gem reboot, the the gem movie came out, and it flopped so goddamn bad that it was wasn't funny. They didn't even try with that one. Oh no. Uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. It should have died when uh, they made uh, Avatar, the last. Uh... They're... Oh my! Well, that's a reimagining, not a, not a, not a remake. There's right a certain... It's still no, it's still horrifying. There's no, a, there's a certain lotus light that's circling the room, and we say there was no movie made from our show. Action. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, um, I could agree with that. On the Avatar. The Avatar? Look, they, he, I get what he was Avatar. trying to do. He was trying to pronounce it based on actual Chinese. So, technically, the correct pronunciation would be Ong. The problem was, is that the setting wasn't fucking China. No, it was supposed to be a mythical world that was completely separate of that using mytho using a style. Yes, a style akin to a the ancient feudal China, but that's not. But apparently, he didn't get that fucking memo. No, I don't yeah. Think that... If you don't make the good guys China, how can you make the bad guys India? Even better. How, how the hell do you? No, how do you have? How the hell do you have both Chinese and an Indian relative at the same time? I don't know. When you're yourself so... white. How can Tommy Wiseau be the most endearing person on the internet right now? Nothing makes sense. I'd still buy his underwear, and I'd buy a signed copy of his fucking movie, because it's funny as shit. Some things are just bad. Then there are things that are quality bad, and then there are things that are mythologically bad. Yeah. 
That's how I'm going to feel about Detective Pikachu. It's not going to be good, but it'll be just bad enough for me to find it amazing. It is a popcorn flick. I'm going to see it, preferably in a group of people. If y'all want to go, we're all going to go see Detective Pikachu. I would be down for that. Might as well. Yeah. You in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's so excited about it. Too. There's, appreciate... this, there's this whole, like, I'm in by marriage face that I have going on right now for you, <laughs> you... listeners. I, I, I look at her, there's this glyph that glows in your forehead. Yes, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Is that the, like, the realistic rendering of Pikachu mm -hmm. with, like, a hat or something? Yep, mm -hmm. but it's voiced by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> does not compute I don't like, get it I don't get it but it's a thing that's happening well, probably he is the most popular comedian at the moment he can continue well being that way be a thing that happens. it's a thing you can do mm -hmm. ha! it sure is and eh, I'm kind of tired of them too I can't anybody who lies to themselves and says no the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles were great those individuals, like when they say it, they should start bleeding from every orifice because clearly they're being mind, they're being brainwashed, or they're insane. I think they need to be eaten by James Avery. Eh, whatever you got to do. <laughs> I mean, Michael Bay got away with so many Transformers movies; it's moderately upsetting. Remember, kids, it doesn't have to target you; it just has to target the normies. And if the normies will pay the money for it, then the movies keep coming. Yeah, my roommates are pit get 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 pissed off about how horrible some of the. Um, some of the Marvel and DC movies come out as of recent years, and I'm like, dude, they're not for you, they're for the filthy casuals. I actually like all the Marvel movies. Apparently I'm a casual. Apparently if I'm not, if I don't have my nose in a comic book 24 hours a day, I'm considered a casual. Apparently so! I know I'm a casual, I like them. There are I'm things... also way behind on them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, um, there's a lot, I, I, actually, no, I caught up. I'm actually caught up. I've watched every. Uh, the only things that I haven't watched were the first were the first and second Ant Man movies, and I had no interest in watching them in the first place. Yeah, there were specific genres of D, of Marvel movie that it didn't care about. Mm. I it took a while for me to watch Civil War. It's what do you me... think about the upcoming Miss Marvel? Um, I mean Captain Marvel. My bad, Captain Marvel. Don't shoot me, audience. Don't shoot me now. We'll, we'll move past it. It's okay. Well, what? Um, I just want to be sure, so that way they don't bl label me as a misogynist. I, 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 no, <laughs> no, stop it now. I, uh, I'm not paying fourteen ninety nine to watch a punch an old lady. I can just watch it in the previews over and over again. I'm sure there's a ten hour like reel of her walking up to the grinning woman and just giving her a face full of knuckles. And I'm fine with that. It, I can watch that. We call it the five knuckle shuffle. It's like scrolls. Punch the scrolls. Do it all day. I don't care. Or whatever alien menace that she thought perceived this, you know, geriatric uh, octogenarian to I be. I think it was the scrolls. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't need to spend money on seeing it. That's the point I'm saying. Right. Now, if, you know, a friend of mine might have it or it's on, or if it's on Netflix, I might watch it. Because the Thor Ragnarok movie I watched, that was amazing. I didn't have to pay anything other than the Netflix subscription that I paid for. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I honestly don't. It, it's it's all going to be good times for me no matter what because I'm not really invested into it. And in this age of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and Showtime and all that other nonsense that you can pay money into, why would you ever, ever spend money going to the theater if you if it's not something that you absolutely had to see opening night? Any of the Harry Potter movies, I had to see it opening night. Even the most recent one, the Fantastic Beast sequel, was amazing. I loved seeing it in the movie theater. I'll probably will I watch it again? I don't think I will. 
I didn't watch the first one again, and I even bought it for my wife as a present for a Christmas a year or two ago, or whenever the hell it came out. And, yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, it's a one and done with that kind of stuff. Like, with the original Harry Potter movies, you kind of kept watching them because you could. With uh, the, the, the new Fantastic Beast stuff, it's like, oh, well, you might miss some stuff. Eh, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Rowling is being, for is, is being forced at gunpoint to flesh out, create a story on the fly, and she's not a director or a producer, and she's trying to adapt a book to a movie as she writes it, and I find that to be really difficult. Yeah. What they need to do is kind of let her be the visionary and kind of give the director and the producer what she wants to see in the movie, and then that way she can write the book as a parallel, and we get all the aspects that we want and that she wants to actually say where we don't feel like we miss anything, like we did with the original movies that came out. Mm. I get it. When it comes to stories, it's always said that you cannot tell a full story in a movie that you would be able to in a book. Because you read different aspects, personalities, side stories, and all sorts of shit that you no can one's stuff also, into it. Also, no one's willing to sit in for eight and a half hours to watch one movie. If people are willing to watch documentaries, they're willing to watch eight and a half hour movies. Okay. They're not the same thing. If people they're are really willing... not the same thing. Okay, well then I'll, I'll I'll pass it over. People who are willing to sit in their house for eight and a half hours watching a goddamn series from beginning to end for an entire season can probably sit and watch a Harry Potter movie for eight and a half hours. Uh, we could keep going back and forth. I'll find a niche where I win. The thing there's is, enough. There's enough insane people in this world where I can do it. Look, there you go. That would be it. There are people insane enough in the world to do so. But the the whole eight hours of of, of episodes of TV series, most people don't see it as a one as a as a one and done deal. It's just. They watch. They just watch it each individually, so it doesn't feel the same to them. True, I, I agree. I, I also... but the insanity. Yes, there are people enough insane <laughs> in this world to do it. I will not. I, there is no denying that. If the term binge watching hadn't become a fucking thing in the past eight years, I wouldn't make the statement. But because of Netflix and the accessibility of entire fucking seasons mm -hmm. of shows, entire complete. Series is that you can series that you can watch. I could watch Breaking Bad for the entire time I'm unemployed and just finish it barely as as I find a new job. Breaking Bad isn't the best series of all time. Sure, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you there. No, it's a reference. <laughs> oh, okay. Over my head. I don't care. Over my head. Fine by me. I think it's just the the sectioning. Basically, like, when you're watching something on Netflix, it's anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour for an episode, and there's a defined beginning and end with, you know, an opening and credits and all that kind of thing. If you're watching several hours of a movie, you don't have that. It's like asking somebody about digits of pi versus a phone number. You know, there's a grouping of two three-digit things and a four-digit thing, and that's a phone number. But, like, unless your math teacher made you do it, there aren't going to be a whole lot of digits of pi that you're just going to rattle off like it was your own name. Did she just, in, did she just compare movie length to an irrational number? That's what it should be. <laughs> now, now, I will contest that that's true to a point. 
But when there are things in this world, and I'll, and I'll go to classic movies, when there's Gone with the Wind, where there's a built-in intermission in the fucking movie because mm-hmm. you had to step away from it because it's so goddamn long, mm-hmm. and it, and it's an amazing movie. It's it's absolutely a it, it's a classic. There's no way around it. But th- they made intermissions in movies just like they would a stage show. So when I wish people did that for the movie Empire. Well, he, well, here's another. Well, yeah. Well, here's another thing too. Um, the, the there's a big movie theater by us that does like when a Harry Potter movie comes out, they'll do the entire goddamn series over the course of like a week, mm-hmm. and like they'll do two or three in a chunk, so you can spend your entire afternoon watching Harry Potter movies and the intermission between them pretty sizably, so that you can you know regain your bearing, you know, not lose your goddamn mind. So being I, able to regain the feeling of your legs after sitting down for four and a half hours. Um, it was one. It's a premium theater where they have the nice reclining chairs. I don't. Think Dude, I still lose feeling of my legs after sitting down for a while. Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it's called atrophy for a reason. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it it can go either way. I I do agree with you with you to a point. You do kind of have to have the stamina for that kind of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. For for every two people are like I can barely sit in a movie for two and a half hours. There's a person who goes, I'm going to watch the I'm going to watch the first season of One Punch Man again. It, it's it 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 can go either way. It's my at least One Punch Man is mildly entertaining for as ridiculous as the setup is. I appreciate it for its ridiculous setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my roommate was just watching My Hero Academia while oh before I, before I showed up, and I can't believe there was an old man that. That I swear to God has a costume that look makes him look like Mega Man in his old age. Yep, excellent. Yep. Didn't you tell show. him you're allergic to nuts? <laughs> My hero macadamia. Anyway, sorry. Had to. No, no, it's called Green Naruto. Uh oh, boo. <laughs> really? I would have thought hatless. No, hatless One Piece. Uh, hatless One Piece. There's so I many. I can appreciate that. There's so many bounce but ways you can bounce that. Because it's anime, and you can make fun of anime all day. Damn and, right. And, and, and no, people who make fun of anime, people who love anime, they go Same. hand in hand. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. We can all laugh and point at weaves, and then watch anime on our phones. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's called hypocrisy for a reason, folks. Yeah. You live it. You live it. You taste it. Mmm. One time I'll feel truly, like... like... Can you truly enjoy something if you can't also point out the flaws? I mean, let's be real. Okay. I the, think it's a wonderful thing to do so. I think it's wonderful. That's why I love... Sh- that's why I love YouTube channels like CinemaSins. Because they tend to love... They tend to criticize movies even though they love them. The problem with it with CinemaSins is they... They look for such banal bullshit to make fun of. Like, if it was something that they were making fun of structurally in the movie, it's fine. But it's just like they go off and find this one-off thing that no one gives a shit about, and they bring it up, and they're like, and I'm like, eh? I'll take uh, I'll take meh for a hundred, Bob. I'm not really willing to put the money out on that one. Barely but willing to put the time in. Right? Right. But maybe that's his shtick. I don't care. That is I his shtick, and that's perfectly fine. It's watched... only it's only meant to take minor jabs. It's not meant to make critical analysis of the game, of the of the movies. The problem with the minor jab is you're supposed to make damage to the thing you're striking. Unfortunately, he barely makes a dent in half the shit he does. That's the problem with it. I like some of his stuff, but it's literally hit or miss when I'm watching it. Yeah, and I've watched like... a few episodes with my wife, and she's like, "This is kind of shitty." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> not not everything he's reaching for is that good." When it's something where it's like gold, or he goes for a Ninja Turtles movie, or he goes one of the new Ninja Turtles movies, or he went for Avatar 
or he went for some of the movies that literally are there for you to rip apart because they sh they, they suck so bad. Then it's okay. Mm -hmm. But when he's squinting for the little things, you know, it, it's, it's not going. You're not going to get the value. Now the the how it should have ended. YouTube. I love that, that one's amazing. Because at least they took their old spin on things. I'm going to show you all a little trick. Bam! Surprise! It's gone. That wasn't the magic trick. I saw the pencil go up into his eye. This is lame. That's fine. Or, you know, presenting Elsa to <laughs> Professor Xavier. I died. I wish it was like, this would have been so much better. And that's how she became Emma Frost, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let it go, Orlando. Let it go. <laughs> That's fine. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> with our mutual friend, uh, you between you and me, we could probably make her go go into psychosis with how much we can make fun of that movie. I'm Batman. I'm a Mario. We should. We should. Every, I mean, I I'm feel a like everything that because that achieves that level of popularity sinks very quickly into an area where everybody kinda hates it, and oh. like oh, for you to be that one. person standing on the roof, like. Just trying to slice arrows in half. It just, you know, it can only last for so long, and I'm not sorry. No, it, it's a shelf life thing, and honestly, that's with anything in pop culture. There's going to be a point when there's going when it's going to lose its appeal. Everything... I think that's the re. I think that might be the reason why reboots and remakes are a thing. And I think that's a poison that's going to consume us all in the future. Yeah, it's fine. That that is the risk of pop culture now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, but that was the very thing we were complaining about to begin with. Well, no, we were complaining more about reboots and nonsense in general. Yes, um, and I'm talking just, about pop it culture. It just goes around. Whole. Yeah, but it goes around. It, it, it makes a complete circle. Sure. And in the it middle, it goes a full circle. And in the middle is a middle finger, just pointing at all the people who keep spending money on this bullshit. I mean, again, when you're in a when you're in the when you're in a niche or you're in a group that's specifically being targeted with with pop culture. You know, we being hosed by it, it like like terrible suds of, of, of dank and sadness. It, it's never gonna hit. It's like we're making a Ninja Turtles movie. Maybe some of the Ninja Turtles fans will like it. Pretty sure you're just pissing in their eye. Mm -hmm. You can keep telling them it's the rain. It's not. Now you, the people behind them who are watching it, who aren't Ninja Turtles fans, they're gonna say it's a lovely rainstorm because they don't know any better. <laughs> Yeah, and like some fine. of that stuff would be fine if you just like take the name off it. Like the, uh, like I liked the uh, new Star Trek movies. They weren't very Star Trekky, but if you ignore the right. Star Trek name on them, they're fine. It's just a sci-fi right. movie. Right. That that you can that you. But again, when you have to blur your vision so bad, where it's just like I think that's, that's how I feel about like old that. old Atari Twenty Six Hundred games. Oh. I want to believe it's Star Wars. <laughs> Those are inherently <laughs> built in where you have to have an imagination on the front side. Because apparently 70s and 80s people had better imaginations than we do. I don't even know at this point. Looking at DeviantArt, you might not be wrong on that one. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Now, what are you doing, Orlando? It just, I just reset, I just had to restart my phone. Oh, well, good for you. And it just... Started beeping like crazy. Sure. We'll because it likes to make a fucking grand entrance. Yeah. Ta da. Ta -da. Alright, so I believe we've touched base with everything here. Anybody have any further gripes before we end this horrifying nightmare? Nah, no, I'm good. Twenty eighteen can die with a with a whimper, not a bang. 
We're all it, fine with it. It never had a chance to die with a bang. There's certainly a lot of whimpering. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, we, we, we were glad you joined us, whoever actually stayed in the room after we started screaming like banshees. Uh, to those who uh, follow us, or will be following us, because this will be our fourth episode, uh, we are on Podbean. Just uh, look for the Angry War, the Angry Roundtable Podcast, I believe it's what it's called. Um, we will post links on Twitter. We'll do a whole bunch of the, the usual rounds. Um, for myself, um, there is actually a Twitter handle. I believe it's at the Angry War Gamer. You can direct your questions, comments, insults at that particular Twitter account. Uh, the individual will be delighted to break a bottle over your head because it's it's the spiritual creator of this nightmare named named Jason, and he doesn't care. Um, anybody else here, they're willing, if they have Twitter accounts, they can pass them over. If they don't want to, they can remain nameless until we drag them screaming back into this again. It's up to you guys. I had a Twitter. I made two tweets and then it was taken over by Russian hackers, so, uh, ah. won't do anybody much good. Living the dream. I mm-hmm. love it. I know Orlando doesn't have a Twitter. Good for him. Yay for nonconformity! He does, in fact, have a Facebook, but that's up to him if he wants to give it out. Fuck! <laughs> that's not, that's your fault, Battlers. I only did it because I had to graduate from high school. Yeah, true. And they're all like, you should have a Facebook in case if you want to talk to your old high school friends. I talked to a total of one. At least you got the one. That's how they get you. Uh, my Twitter handle is at... I'm sorry, it's not at. It's just Punk Toast. Punk Toast is my Twitter handle. If you wish to contact me that way, you go right ahead. I'm sure I'm wandering around the Twitterverse occasionally. I do that. By occasionally, I mean I'm like on there all the fucking time. Um, uh, we will have this on Podbean. And now that there's a new feature, not only will we have it on Podbean, but it will immediately be on YouTube afterwards. So we've covered both of our bases thanks to Podbean. They have actually acquired a feature that allows things to immediately upload onto onto your YouTube account if you connect it to your actual Podbean account. So you won't hear me complain about that. Yeah. With that being said, I will go around the room. Everyone, have a lovely evening. <laughs>